Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Well, hey, welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. We are going to talk about marketing today, and you know it's one of my favorite topics. You can't grow your business without marketing. In the news today, we keep hearing about things like layoffs and and how inflation is affecting companies. And I've got to tell you, dear business builders, you cannot shortcut your marketing efforts. And for that, we have the author of High Velocity Digital Marketing, and he is just a gem of a person that you need to add to your business network. So I would love to introduce you to Stephen Kahn. Steve, welcome to the program. Allison, thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I told everybody you've got really great stuff. They're going to get some practical gems and, and wisdom out of hearing about your book, but also hearing about the way that you work with business builders, startups, CEOs. So let's um, give everybody just that, you know, three, four sentence background on who you are and the absolutely wonderful things that you have done for business in your career. I've been blessed uh, to have worked with seven startup companies that have gone from early stage to going public or being sold, generating nearly $5 billion in shareholder value. Uh, I've worked with some incredibly talented entrepreneurs. I'm also author of a couple of books, uh, one called Be a Startup Superstar, and then the new one, High Velocity Digital Marketing. And I, uh, my wife and I live in Cold Spring, Texas. Cold Spring, Texas. Well, I don't live in Cold Spring, Texas. I live in it's getting cold Chicago. <laughs> yes, yes. I know this time of year, uh, it's beautiful here, still in the 80s and sunny. <laughs> well, hey, we have so many things to explore and these episodes happen pretty quickly. But, but let's talk about the book because that is what you're out um, helping everybody with. And I actually think on one hand, you can say digital marketing seems very, very simple. But on the other hand, the options of what you should do with digital marketing today is so complex. So share a little bit of why this book, why the topics in this book. I read a recent survey that was done by McKinsey where they said that 83% of CEOs expect their marketing to drive most of their company's revenue. But then there was an article in the Harvard Business Review that said roughly 80% of CEOs are dissatisfied with the return on their marketing investments. And so that puts a lot of sales and marketing leaders in a tough spot where they feel overwhelmed by revenue expectations that they simply feel that they can't meet. And part of the reason that I've uh, uncovered in working with many, many companies is that the way people buy today has totally changed. Mm -hmm. And yet their marketing hasn't kept up. And, and a good example of that is that buyers, they rely on digital content to make decisions. And, and if you think about it in your own life, if you were going to go buy a car, 
you're probably not looking forward to going to 10 different car dealerships to work with uh, all of those salespeople at those uh, dealerships. Nothing against the salespeople. I'm sure they're great. Uh, but that's probably not an experience most people want to do when they're going to buy a car. What they do is they go online, they Google, they start doing research for the car, they'll compare competitive cars, they'll read reviews, they might actually build the car of their dreams on, on a site, they'll know what the car should cost, and so they'll probably know as much about the car before they even come on site at the car dealer as, as the, the salesperson that they're going to meet. And that's the way people buy today. And yet their marketing at many companies has not kept up with that reality. And it's why that I wrote the book, High Velocity Digital Marketing. And I think you've explained a wonderful example, but I know I work with and talk with a lot of startups or businesses that are in the under 5 million range, under 1 million range at, at times. And so they find that kind of digital unattainable. And so let's talk about some of the, the practical things or, or, or starting points you like to advise marketers. So I know like you know, first thing you talk about is content and, and Google. So give us some of those insights. Right. So uh, so let me sort of um, work into that uh, quickly. Right. And so if you look at the last company that I worked for, a company that went from five million to one hundred and forty five million in five years and had a one point four billion dollar ex exit. It was a company by the name of Thycotic. And when I joined, again, the company was 5 million. I interviewed the founders and the, the management team and, and asked them a simple question. And that question was, who is your customer or our customer? And, and they told me that, well, Steve, I mean, we're a cybersecurity company. Of Everybody course can be our customer. Well, that, and we're selling to the VPs of IT security, the chief information security officers. You should know that. And then I started interviewing the customers. And what I found was my first aha moment. And it was that we weren't selling to those VPs of IT security at all. We were selling to the IT admins. These were the techies in the trenches. Mm -hmm. And they also were responsible for security of their systems. And so think about it. They were looking for fast, easy, affordable. They were never going to read an analyst review. They might read peer reviews. Where they hung out online was very different than where the, the person who was running IT security, who was concerned about policy or regulatory compliance. And so imagine if I would have put a digital marketing strategy in place to have targeted that wrong customer we would have never been able to, to get the returns that we did and, and turn around our revenue in literally a quarter. And so I learned where those buyers hung out online by asking the right questions, really try to understand the entire context of their world, which a lot of entrepreneurs don't talk to enough of their customers or ask the right questions. And that really is the start to being able to set up a digital marketing program that's productive. Mm. 
No, really great, great advice. And so what, what's then the next step that you walk somebody through when it comes to um, where they, they emphasize? I, I think we also talk a lot about marketing budgets. You, you gave that statistic at the beginning of how much CEOs report that they rely on marketing, but then we go back and we look at the strain on marketing budgets. So where do you walk people through once you've identified that key customer that they need to look next? Right. So um, what, once you are asking the right questions, and for example, here's a question that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs don't ask. So they don't ask enough about the status quo, right? And the status quo, you know, you might hear a lot of times that, uh, gee, what we have is good enough. We're not going to buy. We're not interested. Right. And and that's because a lot of times your competition isn't some of the direct competitors that you could list by name. It's the people who simply just are saying, um, goodness, what we've got is is good enough. And so if they're asking those I questions, say I sent one of those emails yesterday. Exactly. Right. And yeah, so I didn't, I, I'm not interested. I'm because it's painful to switch. It's painful to switch. Right. So you need to understand, for example, the, the current process for how they're handling insert uh, the blank or how does that organization stay on top of, of X and not get overwhelmed by Y or what are some of the, the ways in which you currently solve the problem. But then once you understand the buyer, it really comes down to producing content that captures the buyer's imagination and attention across the full spectrum of the buyer's journey. And there is nothing that zaps velocity out of a high velocity sales and marketing model that worse than not having content or having a content gap at any one of those stages. So if you think about buyers, uh, buyers want to educate themselves. So they're looking for educational content. At the consideration phase, they're looking to really define their problems in more detail and then really understand uh, more about those solutions and, and, and learn about the criteria that they should be looking for, content there. And, and we could go into specific content that, that, that would be awesome to, to give your listeners some ideas. Content at the evaluation stage, which might be like a free trial as an example and then how-to videos. And one of the ways that you could tell that you have great content, if you are growing traffic to your website month over month, which, which should certainly be the goal, you should have at least a 5% visitor to lead capture rate. If your capture rate into a lead is less than that, you probably don't have content that's compelling enough to the buyers that you have. And that's a really important metric to be looking at. And think about what that means. It means that, that your buyers are giving up their name, their email address, right? Mm -hmm. um, like the company, stuff like that. And, and think about like it yourself in your own life, how often do you give your own information online Right. If you're like me, almost never. So that almost means, never. Yeah. Right. So the content has to be so good that it captures their attention and gets them uh, compelled to offer up that information. But that's how you'll know you're there. 
you know, Steve, we've been talking a lot about, I mean, I have a book too, and I, I, I talk about content. I mean, it, it's, it is the world we live in, but I also see the type of content evolving so that it's, you know, I'm calling it like content 4.0, that sometimes it, it, it can't always be the content from your company, because I think people sometimes are distrustful of, of that. So I do think the world of content is, is changing. And we talk about, um, State Farm just launched a podcast, but it's not under their name. It's it's on road trips and it interviews people on their road trips across country, but it is by State Farm. It's almost like going back to the commercials or the broadcasts of the 40s and 50s where companies sponsored the programs. And I think people need to think about the content the way you're talking, but then also think of multiple content channels. And because it one content channel isn't going to do it. Let me give you some practical examples that maybe listeners could think about how this might apply to their business. So when I talk about in the case of uh, Thycotic, our ideal buyer was that IT admin. And when I talked to that IT admin, and we were in a cybersecurity, a space called privileged uh, access management, these are the passwords that exist around the infrastructure, applications, databases, operating systems. And if the bad people get that, they, they have the keys to the kingdom. So if you ask those IT admins, which I did, how many privileged passwords do you have? Right, and their infrastructures are complex and 100% of them said, we have no idea. Right, and if you don't know, you're never gonna be able to manage or secure them. So we had in our paid for product, a discovery function that would go discover those passwords. And then it did so in very specific areas like the Microsoft environment or Unix. So I could target my marketing even more. So we decided to give away that discovery function for free, real value as you're alluding to, where we would produce this beautiful report that would say, here's the, the passwords that you have, here's the risks that you have. We had a methodology behind it that would automatically give them a grade, like they're in university, A through F, so they could see how they're doing. And then the very next day, they'd get an email because we were capturing the industry, the size of their company, where they're located, a report that told them how they compared versus their peers, which everybody wants to know how you're doing relative to, to others just like you, mm -hmm. right? And that got them in the habit of opening up our emails. And then I trained our salespeople and our partners how to follow up, not like pushy young salespeople, but in a consultative way where they're saying like, gee, what grade did you get? How did you do? Where did you do well? Where didn't you do well? Would you be interested in learning how we could help? Which changed the whole dynamic of the relationship. So that was an example of content that just flew off the shelves. And because we were collecting all this proprietary information around how companies were doing, we were able to produce annual reports on the state of privilege access management or mini reports on the state of privilege access management, for example, for financial services companies in the UK, right? And so that just filled up our podcast, our social media, and gave us something unique to talk about. 
that's an example of great content that yeah. could be purposed in many ways that offered huge value. A absolutely. And that's the that's the piece. And I think that's the trick for a lot of businesses is is what is that that unique piece that isn't just over by my product. And, and that's what buyers are looking for. Hey, Steve, I want to jump topics because we like to talk about international uh, businesses. We like to talk about global citizenship. And in getting ready for this interview, I found out this very interesting um, piece about you, that you work with the American University of Kiev. So I, I'd like to jump over to that topic so you can share with our listeners a little bit more about that aspect of what you're doing. Sure. So I was uh, blessed to give a TED talk with a uh, professor at a university here in the States who's a really great guy of Ukrainian descent. And he uh, turns out is one of the founding proctors of the American University of Kyiv. And, uh, and, and so their university uh, considers itself chiefly responsible, and they actually work with uh, President Zelensky directly. Uh, as being a leader in helping to help other entrepreneurs across Ukraine accelerate their business and uh, and rebuild the Ukrainian economy. And so I am advising them how to build a, a successful uh, startup accelerator. And it's incredible some of the horrible things that that you hear about that they're going through and dealing with. And even sometimes when I'm on Zoom calls where it's like you could you see it in the background and uh, it's just terrible. But but this this university and the people behind it are undeterred. They opened up on time and uh, this semester, actually, uh, I'm going to be presenting to them uh, to some of their students here shortly on a on a topic. And uh, so the, these are some very courageous people, and it's uh, a blessing for me to be able to help them help their country uh, get well again. I really believe that for so many countries, economic health is investing in their small business owners and, and in startups and in helping people be social entrepreneurs or in all sorts of, of different things. And I, I, I feel really honored to hear your your story and admire that you're working with the um, American University over there. One of the things I would say to any listener that's sitting here in the U.S. is don't underestimate the power of accelerators and startup communities going on in Eastern Europe. I've had a lot of guests from Eastern Europe, including from the Ukraine. And as you said, these, these, I love the word undeterred. It's such a fantastic word that it's, that's what these people are. They, they will do anything. They will sell everything to get their businesses off the ground and make an impact in the world. And it is, yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. And I know overall in your career, Steve, you've shared uh, most of the companies you've worked with have international footprints and let you view things, not just from a, a one country perspective, but from a, a global perspective. On that note, any trends that you're watching in this digital marketing space, anything that's intriguing you, anything else that you would share with the listeners? 
Uh, one thing that I get asked all the time, right, which really is, uh, which is a trend everyone knows, is that when people buy, they go to Google, right? I mean, that's step one. And so people say, gee, how do I get great on Google without reading a 300-page book or having my head spin talking to a, a SEO expert? And so let me share one thing people could do. Right. So we understood what we called the coveted keywords, which there's tools you could see that people are searching for that are in and around your your uh, business. Right. And if you talk to customers, you'll you'll also understand those terms. And so we had our SEO expert meet with content creators whenever we were creating content at the beginning of the process to suggest the keywords for that content. They would meet again at the end of the process to make sure that those keywords were in that content appropriately. And then we made sure that the content was uh, perfectly scannable by Google. And just simply by implementing that process alone, along with having content that our partners love, so there was a lot of uh, backlinks, enabled us to achieve results on Google that were uh, even better than uh, our competitors that were much bigger and better funded than us. Yeah, I think, what are some of those, do you, can you cite any of those uh, content um, keyword tools or, or tools that you would look at? Again, because, well, one of this... them is called SpyFu. It's got like S-P-Y-F-U, like they have kind of crazy names like and there even if you google some of those tools there's free tools right you don't even have to pay money right and so it's amazing what's out there for free quite frankly and i i would uh, suggest to start there but i have a whole chapter in my book on the tools and technologies that organizations uh must use or should use in a uh, a high velocity digital sales and marketing environment yeah, and I'll just throw another one out for our listeners, and that's um, the uh, answer the public. Answer the public is an interesting visual if if you need to at least jumpstart your thinking. And I think, Steve, that's one of the challenges is it's like, okay, you can teach me this process, but then I look at a blank page. So answer the public is a place to start to see what people are talking about. And as you said, there's all these, these tools and, and we really do want to encourage people to go check out your, your book, high velocity digital marketing. And, you know, it's a pretty simple, easy to read book, at least I found. And when you are in a world where you're taking in so much information and taking so many things on your shoulders, that's exactly what people need is it's not a, like you said, 300 page, knock me over the head, you know, make me make it sound more complex than I can deal with. I think you try really hard to give people explanations and solutions that are easy to implement. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a startup guy. So <laughs> I don't have time for a bunch of theoretical stuff. Like so I try to create a how to where you could read and immediately put what you've learned into action. No, oh, thank you so much for that. Hey, I always like to ask my guests, what is it that you do for enjoyment or to help you keep balance in your life? 
Yeah, so I do so many things now, but I'll share one thing that I'm doing right now that is uh, just a, a lot of fun beyond spending a lot of time with my grandkids, which I love, uh, which is I'm actually writing a murder mystery now with two of James Patterson's co-authors. And uh, it's just an absolute blast to be super creative and and get into detail on characters that you've made up and um, and so the process has been incredible and I'm hoping at some point in the not too distant future that it actually gets published. I'm excited for that. You're going to have to reach back out to us and tell us about it when it comes out. Is it going to have a cybersecurity and tech things in it? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's a real 360 I want to you. go as far away from that as possible. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Hey, in the business world, is there anybody that you follow or that you read or that you would recommend people to go take a listen to on a podcast? Yeah, so um, I guess one person that I recommend that people uh, connect with is is someone um, uh, who is, owns a boutique venture capital company by the name of Doug Irwin. He is a incredibly successful startup entrepreneur. Uh, and uh, what I love about Doug is it's even from the, the beginning is that um, he sort of views a, a startup company, uh, not as like the definition from like small business uh, association, but views it as more of like, it's the last frontier for outlaws, a place where nonconformists can live, create and sell their ideas. and. And who doesn't want to be involved in that? It's sort of like the place where you get to be the rough riding rebel running circles around the bigger bureaucratic battleships. And he's someone who has built uh, companies in that way. And um, and I was blessed to have worked for him, but he mentors lots of people, great person to somehow connect with. Well, thank you for sharing that. I do not know Doug, so I will go take a look. It's Doug Irwin, correct? Correct. Fantastic. Hey, Steve, if people want to learn more, they want to buy your book, they want to connect with you, where should they go and what should they do? Sure. So uh, High Velocity Digital Marketing or my first book, Be a Startup Superstar. Uh, they're both online, uh, wherever you would buy a book online, uh, such as Amazon. And my website is beastartupsuperstar.com uh, and you can connect with me there. Oh, Steve, this was a wonderful chat. And again, I thank you so much for sharing uh, what you are doing to support the business builders in the Ukraine. That is very, very touching. And for that alone, I encourage all my listeners to follow you on your socials and follow along with that story. So thank you for being a guest. For our listeners, if Steve shared something that you think somebody else needs to hear or you have an introduction for him, that is what we are all about. So, so please reach out and find him on LinkedIn. And as always, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.